What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie McCartan. I'm a 26-year-old Cuban-American living in Brooklyn, New York, and welcome to The Broke Girl Rich. This podcast is a year and a half plus in the making, so if you're taking the time to listen, to watch, to support me in any way, I just want to say thank you. It means the world to me, and I'm just excited to take you all on this ride with me because we have a lot of ground to cover, and I'm just getting started. And I want to also say that if you're someone that's ever doubted yourself, if you've ever been put down in any way, and if you've ever been told that you're not good enough for something, then this is the podcast for you because I am channeling all of that energy from experience and putting it into this podcast to uplift others and to make others know that they are worthy enough and to know that they are worthy of having the life of their dreams and attracting abundance in every single way. So. We collectively are on a mission to redefine what it means to be successful, to feel successful, and to be rich in life. So let's get into it. A little bit about me. I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. Shout out to the 301. And when I was 18, I honestly never looked back. I love my family that's still there. But, you know, Maryland will always have a special place in my heart. However, I had to move on to bigger and better things. So I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, where I went to College of Charleston for four years, and I studied communication, marketing, and Latin American studies. And I initially went for hospitality, and within like the first semester, I think I changed my major because I was like, yeah, this is not for me. But communications allowed me to tie my love of fashion into this major that was kind of broad, to be honest with you. And I know a lot of people give people that study communications like Slack or whatever, like they're like, oh, that's not a real major. Like, okay, that's cool. But like, look what I'm doing now. I'm literally starting a podcast. So jokes on you. Um, no, I'm kidding, but not actually kidding. I spent my spring semester junior year going to Cuba. I studied in Havana, Cuba, which is where my mother is from. And from that semester, I was inspired to move to Miami following my graduation in 2018. So what was it? Fall of 2018, I moved to Miami Beach. I had barely any money, to be honest with you. My parents bought me a car for my graduation, which was really lovely. I never had a car before. Obviously, I knew how to drive after like a million times trying to pass my driver's license exam. And anyway, fall of 2018, I packed up my car and I had about $3,000 to my name. And I was like, you know what? I'm moving to Miami. My cousin was already there because she was in grad school at UM. And I sneakily signed a lease in an art deco building with my cousin. We paid collectively maybe $1,600 to live in this like, it was on 16th and Ocean Drive. And if you know Miami Beach, like that's literally on the beach. So the fact that I was paying like literally $800 a month for rent to live on the beach in Miami was like absolutely insane. That would never happen now. But this Italian couple that they literally lived in Italy, I don't think they gave a crap about how much was being, you know, charged for this, you know, property of theirs, or they didn't know the rental prices at least. Anyway, I digress. I paid next to nothing to live in Miami when I first moved there. And I'm very grateful for that because had I you know, had a higher rent rate, I probably wouldn't last, wouldn't have lasted there that long. But anyway, moved to Miami, barely had money, lived in a art deco building. And the rest is history. I think when I moved to Miami, I was very naive, to be honest with you. I think it was the perfect place for me to land after college because it allowed me to kind of 
get that like partying and, you know, I don't know, just like college Maggie out of her system officially. But I moved there, not only just, you know, for the culture, because I'm Cuban American and you're practically going to Cuba or Latin America when you're in Miami, but I also wanted to be a part of the fashion industry there. And I knew that it was a very niche industry, but I knew it would allow me to kind of not be a bigger fish in a small pond. But like, that was my mindset when I was going there. I was like, okay, if I go to New York now, like, you know, I feel like I'm just going to be a very little fish in a very big pond. But if I go to Miami, it might allow me to connect with people that, you know, I might not be otherwise. Um, And I just felt like it was the best strategic move for me for what I wanted to do in the fashion industry. So when I moved there, I started working for a swimwear designer. And I also started working for a wardrobe stylist who I worked with for basically the entire time or, you know, majority of the time that I was in Miami. And I had great experiences, you know, off the bat and some not great experiences, but I will say I wasn't really making a lot of money. And I actually was interviewing at a company called WeWork. I don't know if any of y'all have heard of it. Um, If you haven't, you should watch the show that came out on Apple TV called We Crashed, just for reference. But I was interviewing with WeWork from July of 2018 until December of 2018. It was a long process, this interview process. And to be honest with y'all, I initially did not get the job. Like three interviews in, they were like, yeah, no, like you don't have a job. So I was like, okay, great. Well, that's fine because it's not in fashion. Like I kind of just brushed off my shoulder. And the reason I, I even applied to WeWork was because a friend of mine from Charleston was working for WeWork in Miami. And she was like, this company is amazing. We're changing the world. Like, you know, yada, yada. And I absolutely loved what WeWork was about. I loved the mission and I loved the people that I met through WeWork. And I still do to this day, which I'll get into. But anyway, long story short, I initially didn't get the job at WeWork. And I was, you know, very indifferent because I was not fashion related. But fast forward, I ended up getting called back from WeWork. And by the end of December of 2018, I got a job offer with them. They they told me I didn't get the job initially. And then they basically called me back, I guess, like a month later. And to be honest with you, it was because I was going to WeWork events with my friend. So I think really the team just got to meet me and they were like, oh, she's actually really cool. And like, she would be a great fit. So I started with WeWork officially in 2019, January, 2019. And I was with the company for almost two and a half years. Um, And WeWork is a whole other episode, episode that I'm going to do. Because I think when people think of WeWork, they think of like the failed IPO and like everything that happened, all the drama that happened with the company. But WeWork to me is like really a huge reason of why I'm even sitting here creating this podcast and sharing my story because the entrepreneurs that I met through WeWork, the team that I had at WeWork were such a drive for me to ultimately leave the company to do what I love. And that was the whole motto of the company is do what you love. So, you know, not to be corny with it, but it really did inspire me to, you know, take off and pursue my creative endeavors. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And I feel like the company gets a lot of slack for what everything that happened and fair enough, but I have really nothing bad to say. So 
don't come for me, we work. I love you in a lot of ways. And, you know, anything that any animosity that I had towards the company, like it's, it's all past. It's all swept under the rug now, but you know, moving forward, I ended up resigning respectfully from work in April of 2021. So yeah, I guess last, well, two springs ago. And I set off to pursue my career as a wardrobe stylist. The entire time that I was working for WeWork, I was assisting wardrobe stylists in Miami and learning, you know, the the ways of the industry and just like which, you know, avenues that I wanted to take and just gaining experience. And I was also working at a really cute boutique called Glimpse in Miami Beach. Shout out to Christy. I love you. You're amazing. Um, but, you know, throughout my time at WeWork, even though I had a nine to five job, I was hustling. I was still making sure that I was gaining experience in fashion and just really doing my due diligence to not forget my grand vision, which was to work in fashion and to be a wardrobe stylist. So after I quit WeWork, I, you know, was full-time freelancing, style assisting, and starting to build my portfolio as a wardrobe stylist in the industry. And that's what I've been really doing the past, I guess, year and a half or so. And I'm really proud of myself, to be honest with you, because it was not easy for me to leave. It wasn't easy for me to you know, leave that comfort and stability and this community that I had spent two and a half years being a part of. And even prior to, you know, being a part of the company, I was very much so a part of the community. So everyone that was in the building that I helped to manage was like family to me. Um, So it was really bittersweet. However, fast forward, I moved to New York in September of 2021. And Again, I I mean, I won't say I barely had any money, but I basically had to leave my entire life behind in Miami. I sold my car. I left a lot of things behind um, just in like a storage unit, to be honest with you. And I, I just never went back. Um, and I'm really proud of myself because leaving Miami was one of the hardest things that I had to do because I know for myself that Miami was such a comfort place for me. And it was such a... Like, I don't know. I just felt like I was outgrowing it, to be honest with you. I knew that if I didn't leave that, I was just going to digress and I was just going to stay stagnant. And I knew that there were more opportunities for me in New York in fashion. So anyway, I ended up shipping all of my things on a mango truck up the East Coast. And when I landed in New York, I was really roughing it. I, you know, moved in. I found an amazing random roommate and I, you know, really just started from scratch, to be honest. And I utilized my connections from Miami to like, you know, have amazing experience in the fashion scene here and all that. And I will say fast forward, like a year and a half later, I, well, I guess a year later now in New York, I'm confident enough to be pursuing my own creative endeavors in a way that I never have before. I think there were a lot of experiences in the fashion industry that really put me down and really made me feel like I was not worthy enough or made me feel like I had to, you know, kind of, I don't know, be like play small, I guess you could say, um, for an extended amount of time in order to like get to a place to where I could like elevate. And I really don't resonate. Like, I don't agree with that. And I, I want to be a voice for people in any industry um, and encourage people to stand up for themselves and to basically have the courage to 
take off on their own and start their own ventures. And um, I think ultimately just like boss up because at the end of the day, like we are our own like cheerleaders. And the only way that we can advocate, like the only way that we can elevate is if we advocate for ourselves. And if we literally boss up and, and, you know, speak up for what we believe in. So that's kind of what I've been doing the past few months. I feel like I didn't really resonate a lot with what I was seeing within the industry. I more so resonate with like the secondhand vintage and sustainable aspect of the fashion industry. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with in the industry. And even so, like with wardrobe styling, I just feel like, you know, and I, I've worked with amazing wardrobe stylists before, like just like learning from wardrobe stylists and even the creatives and the photographers I've worked with and any sort of creative that I've worked with in the industry, hair, makeup artist, whatever you name it. Like I've met amazing people, but I just want to emphasize that there is a lot of old energy in the fashion industry. And it's in any industry, but I personally felt like there was a lot of gatekeeping energy. And I think that there are people that have been in this industry for so long, and it's not to discredit anybody that's been in the industry for so long, but I think that there are people that don't understand that there's such a, an honor in making space for new energy to come in. I think we can all win. I think we can all uplift each other, no matter what industry that you're a part of. And I think for me, like that is a huge role that I have in the fashion industry is I want to be a voice and I want to be an energy that is speaking against or not speaking against, but speaking up for things that I think should change, to be honest. Um, and that is an element to the broke girl rich. But overall, I just want to emphasize that advocating for yourself and standing up for what you believe in and also just listening to your intuition is so important. I knew that after a year of being in New York, that it was time for me to level up and to actually pursue the things that I had been suppressing for a long time, i.e. this podcast, you know, and the reason that I've held myself back from creating this podcast for so long is because I was really scared about what people were going to think about me. I was scared about being like blacklisted in the fashion industry and not progressing in the fashion industry or whatever. And now I'm like, my vision is so much greater than just fashion that like, there's literally nothing that could stop me. And at the end of the day, if you are a person of integrity, if you're a hardworking person and you are someone that carries himself well, and like you, like, you're just a good person at the end of the day, like you can do no wrong, you know, like there's no harm in like trying something and failing or trying something. And I don't know, just like messing up in some way. I think we're all human. I I mean, there's, you know, a lot of artificial intelligence out there. It seems to be these days, but I know that I'm a human and I know that the people that I interact with, I think are human. So there's room for error. And I think that people need to understand that we're not perfect. And if you think you're perfect, then you're part of the problem. But at the end of the day, I just want people to know that they're worthy of, of pursuing their dreams. And I know that I grew up in a house where I have so much respect for my mom and my dad. They, they're very hard workers and they just come from a very traditional nine to five background. You know, when I quit my job at WeWork, they were like, well, what are you going to do? They're like, what are you going to do? Like, where are you going to go with this? And like, how are you going to support yourself? And I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. 
And I think that that's like a huge theme that I'm carrying with me from now until whenever my time comes, but like, I'm figuring it out. We're all figuring it out. And I think that it's just so important to like continue to uphold your values, uphold your standards and, and stay true to those. Because I think a lot of what has shaped my, my perspective with fashion, especially within the industry, it's just like, I felt like I was suppressing a lot of my values. I feel like I was compromising, not just with like, you know, brands that I've seen and, and have worked with, but people that I've worked with too. Like, if you're not a good person, why would I want to work with you at the end of the day? Like what, what makes, like, I don't care how long you've been in the industry, but what would make me want to work with somebody that I don't think is a good person? It just make, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and this is not to like talk poorly about anybody in general. I just want people to know that it's time to start standing up for yourself. And I think it's time that we all start redefining what it means to be successful. I don't think that you need to work under people for 10 plus years to get to a point. I mean, if you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, that's fine. But I think that there's room for us all to grow and there's room for us all to succeed. And it doesn't mean having to suppress your values and your dignity. And I ultimately want to redefine what it means to be successful. And that's what we're doing on The Broke Girl Rich. We're redefining what it means to be rich. Because at the end of the day, I was broke moving to Miami. And I ended up moving to New York, broke. And a year plus later, I am here to basically encourage people to stop playing small and to start asking for what they deserve and to start becoming the people that they are meant to be. Because at the end of the day, we have one life. We don't have any time to waste. This life is not promised. And I know that if I waste one more second harboring what I've just said, then I'm ultimately wasting my time. I'm wasting my purpose and I'm wasting my energy. And I don't want to waste my energy anymore. And I also don't want to waste my energy giving it to people in any capacity. Um, you know, people that don't deserve it, people that don't value me at all. And I think that that can transcend across any industry, any like that can resonate with you, you know, if it applies to your, your work, your relationships of any sort, I think time is money. And I think that your time is worth a lot more than some of you guys think. And so I'm just here to remind you that you're valuable. Your time is valuable. Your life is valuable. And you can attract anything that you want in this world if you just believe in yourself and you just have the confidence to do so. So that in all, in essence, is what The Broke Girl Rich is all about. And if you're still here listening 20 minutes in, then I thank you very greatly. I really want to touch on so many things from fashion to what I'm working with um, in the Web3 space now to just confidence in general and just life experiences that I've gone through that have really brought me to this point in my life where I'm going on 20 minute rants in my bedroom. Um, so I just really appreciate anyone that is taking the time to listen and that is supporting me in any capacity. And I think that there's not enough gratitude that can go around in the world. So if you hear me saying thank you a million times, it's going to continue because I have nothing but gratitude for 
for the life that I've been given. So I want to pay that forward. So anyway, stay tuned. Episode number two will be dropping next Friday. I'm still figuring out what exactly I'm doing. But if I can be a voice of reason for any of you to start doing things that make you uncomfortable and figure it out along the way, then I think I'm in the right place. Okay. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for episode two of The Broke Girl Rich. Ciao.